1: Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible
0: tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Steph on Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So, Samantha, I think I know the answer to this question, but I shall ask it anyway. Are there any things that you you really like, but they're very sad? As in, like, there are some movies I love, but I know they're going to really upset me. But I still love them. It's just a whole thing. Like, it has to be, I have to prepare myself right it's not something i undertake lately
1: i definitely have those things i don't watch those things anymore as much Mm, i think mm -hmm. like everybody knows at this point because of the stress of any jobs and just my overwhelming like empathy like i can't and i'm very depressive in general and typically i love the moments of like just being able to be sad yeah, But I think I was so overwhelmed uh, that it became a PTSD thing for me mm-hmm. from my job, from my childhood, that I had to try to avoid it altogether. But honestly, for me, and you and I have talked about this, I do my best writing. I am the most creative when I am the more depressed, but mm-hmm. I have no energy to follow through. So it's a weird moment, right. but I have the best ideas at that point, I feel like.
0: Right. I love... Sad things, I will, Samantha knows I will read, like, sad fan fiction, and I'm just wrecked. Like, I get so into it. And I will get upset about silly things. I've said before, I cry at Return of the Jedi half the time now, and I've seen it a million times. It's true. (laughs) But I just, I get so uh, emotional. Um, Which actually relates to something we're talking about today, and I guess trigger warning if you're not... Uh, It's been a rough couple years for a lot of us. If you're not looking to hear discussion on grief, you know, maybe this one isn't for you. It's not going to be too sad, I don't think, but I get if it's tiring. (laughs) I get if you don't want to get into it. But I'm also someone, as I've talked about, I'm really big into traditions and numbers and we have been talking a lot about how important traditions are on this show and how important routines can be, especially during stressful times. And as this is coming out, we're, we're trying to go on vacation, so we're recording this very early. But as it's coming out, it is the anniversary of my dad's death, so I'm like already anticipating, well, what am I going to do that day? And it's just like a... I don't know how to feel about that, that it's become a thing where I'm like, I must... I must acknowledge it and do something on that day. But this got me thinking about how how traditions can look when it comes to grief whether or not they're even healthy and how how they can be and how they can help you remember positive things. So yeah, I I have lost a lot of people in the past 2 years and I know a lot of us have. I know I'm not alone in that and it hits at any time. The other day I was like peeling a boiled egg And I thought to myself, oh man, my dad loved boiled eggs. And he'll never eat a boiled egg again. It sounds so silly, but it's those things. It's those little things
1: that just hit you. Right. Oh, I am that person. Anything final, any of that finality of it's never going to be this way again, I get wrecked. And I... I have watched where I watch videos or movies, but that is how I feel about finales too. Like the emptiness of it all, of it just ending feels so traumatic and it feels like you, again, are empty and you've just been, like, it's taken away from you. And I felt that same way about um, my grandmother because I would have a tradition where my drive home from work, I would call her and it would be, I think I told you this, a minute conversation at most. It literally was, hey, Mama Joyce, how are you? She would tell me how good she was. She was waiting for my call. She loves me. That's the end. That's the end of the conversation. Yeah. And that's how quick it was. But she looked forward to hearing from me every day around the same time. I look forward to hearing from her. And we may not have said more than, how are you? Good, good, good. My, my grandmother was one of those that did the three-peats yeah. in words <laughs> at the end of sentences. So good, mm-hmm. good, good. Happy, yeah. happy, happy. That's that that was my grandmother. But when she was gone, it felt so tragic. And even to this day, like this is one of my favorite memories because I don't have many traditions for myself. I really wish I did. I really wish I had uh, that sentimentality, but but growing up in on the defensive till I was seven or eight, I don't have that. And I don't have the need for that, which I feel like I have to fake sometimes. and mm-hmm. I wish I did. But that was one of those things that Mm -hmm. I finally had that was mine and that was ours and and then it's gone and it's a loss of a wonderful woman who loved me and even though it was we weren't the like closest of people just that Mm -hmm. 30 second one minute conversation was enough and to be gone it felt so painful and then I still have her phone number saved into my phone it's been years since she's died. I've had new phones since then, and I refuse yeah. to delete it because just seeing it there keeps that memory in my head.
0: Yeah, and that's that's really beautiful. And I think that's a good reminder of you really don't appreciate the impact seemingly small things can have on someone, but they do. So just keep that in mind with the people in your life. Like, you know, those small messages or those little gestures can mean so much and I've, I've thought about that too. Of uh, <laughs> This is going to sound really dark. But right before the pandemic, a friend of mine wrote my eulogy for me because I was saying like, I think I'm going to be remembered so poorly. And he wrote out this like two-page eulogy and it was so sweet. And it was like little things that he was like, oh, she would do this. She would make sure... Uh, to do this thing. And this, all these little things that I didn't really pick up on myself. But it was really sweet to know like someone else had and that it did matter to other people. Right. So I think that's that's really important. And um, I've heard that from a lot of people too of the the kind of, in our new technolo- technological age, where you do have people's phone numbers in your phone and you ha- might have a voicemail and you'll never delete it. And just these kind of artifacts... of of people and that was one of the biggest things that hit me is I don't have a recording of my dad's voice Mm -hmm. anywhere and that was really upsetting because you worry you'll forget yeah and then it'll get erased right yeah and (laughs) recently Samantha and I ran the Peachtree Road Race it was bad (laughs) y'all like I said though it produced some of my favorite pictures I've Ever seen. Because <laughs> so we were bad. both miserable. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's an Atlanta tradition. It's been around since I think what like the well, late 70s, early 80s, right. maybe way off. 80s. And obviously didn't happen last year because the pandemic. It was kind of a virtual thing. But uh we did it. We were miserable, but yes. we completed it. Sure did. Yes. <laughs> Wearing the shirt currently, which I really cut the heck out of. It it cracks me up how it's like, I have to get this shirt. It's a trophy. Let me cut off the sleeves and the neck. (laughs) Uh,
1: The initial conversation you and I had was me trying to figure out how I can just get the shirt by coming in halfway through. Mm -hmm. It didn't work.
0: No, no. But I think it could have. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out. I actually want to come back and talk about superstitions on a happy hour. (laughs) And I, I think... Running superstitions I find very interesting, but uh, I have a lot of them, even though I'm not a really superstitious person <laughs> If you had yes, done you that are. you would have been cursed for life
1: <laughs> you're, you're I, I think sometimes superstition and rituals can be interchangeable because you mm. definitely have to do some things yes and you feel like you are very food oriented to me when it comes to traditions, but there's yeah. some kind of superstition behind it
0: as well. That's true. I do catch myself thinking, like if I, again, like if we're talking about this, if I don't do this on this day, something bad could happen. Right. Which is, I I think a lot of us have that with traditions or when it comes to like lucky shirts or whatever it is. It is at its heart. (laughs) Superstition, perhaps. But one of the last things my dad and I talked about was The Peachtree Road Race, which is, yes, the largest 10K in the world. He and my mom used to run it every year. He has story after story about it. There's a really great picture of him in a bathtub full of ice with one of those, like, really funny uh, ice packs on his head. (laughs) And that's about how we were feeling. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's, I had not run since the pandemic started again. And recently for this race, started doing it. And I've forgotten how when I run, all these like suppressed emotions come out in me. I cry running, not infrequently, which I know is very weird. But I'll just have these thoughts that I don't normally allow myself to think or sit with. But it does feel like as I'm doing it, like it's kind of across time that we're connected and that he he imprinted this on me or he gave this to me and I'm carrying it on and it feels very painful but rewarding but also kind of strange when i i don't know i'm just a very inquisitive person of like why are you doing this thing right and i'm like is it is it because he just did it and so i thought i had to do it do i actually like it <laughs> i think i do <laughs> does anyone else have these questions <laughs> <laughs> The other one is vodka, which I think I've talked about before uh, when it comes to these grief traditions that I have. My aunts, who both have died in the past year, enjoyed vodka too. Uh, And vodka is one of the last things my dad and I talked about, Samantha and uh, my co-host Lauren. We went and got a vodka tasting at the place he talked about, which is Nikolai's Roof in Atlanta, after the Peachtree Road Race. And so now it's become like a shot of vodka And I'm not sure, because he didn't really like vodka, but it was just one of the last things we talked about. So. Yeah, I remember it
1: being a very big moment. Like, we needed to do this, so we found a way to do this.
0: We did, and I I really appreciated that you both were like, we will make this happen. Because Nikolai's Roof is kind of a fancy establishment here in Atlanta. Uh, It's also one of those places where, as Atlantans, we don't typically
1: go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of this. But it's more touristy, maybe like business, yeah. first class level of type of thing that I'm like, what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> but Absolutely. it was different. I was like, okay, cool. I'm
0: cool with it. Yes. Yes. It's uh, in Dragon Con territory, as I call it. It's one of the Dragon Con hotels. But my uncle was the one who like picked out the venue, and he's not from Atlanta. So that makes that- sense. Makes sense, yep. <laughs> and then I know, I know, I know, I know, I've talked about Star Wars ad nauseum here, but this, this is a tradition that uh, somehow feels different when I watch them on Father's Day or the anniversary of my dad's death than when we do it on Sunday, 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 or any other time. It feels different when I do it on these days. It feels like he's there, like I can almost hear him saying the lines, and yeah, the whole... His death and my eventual forgiveness of him has changed how I see these movies. Um, And he is the one who introduced them to me. He is the one that kind of fostered that love for them in me. So every time it's just odd, it's like, I can feel it. It's like I can feel the Mm -hmm. force or something. (laughs) And then... Okay, so I'm not really religious. I don't believe in an afterlife, but I constantly find myself thinking that there is one. If there is one, he must be disappointed in me. Like, I'll catch myself being like, he would not, like, what am I doing with my life if he can see me right now? (laughs) This is not what he's going to be proud
1: of. I think, yeah, I'm similar. I was so religious for so long, and the idea of afterlife seems... Nice, but it doesn't mm-hmm. completely make sense to me. But because of the conflict of what I grew up with with who I am now, I kind of just ignore it altogether. Yeah. But again, in my mind, I don't think for me, it wouldn't, I, I have a lot of, I would, for people that I've lost, and much like you a, a while ago, a long time ago, not to the depth, but several years ago, I had uh, like, at one point, I ended up going to like 11 funerals. Uh, in a year it was an incredible like what is going on am i cursed type of moment that i had the moments of like okay they're happily in this and 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 this is what people need to move on that they are living happily in this dimension or this afterlife whatever whatnot but i think part of me is also in, in that sense of like they're so caught up in their own mistakes and rectifying their own mistakes they have no time And perhaps it's more of that they're not disappointed, but concerned that they don't (laughs) make the same mistakes as they do. Sure. That would be what I would think. Also, I'm really bad about, well, in comparison to these other people, I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a really bad narcissistic attitude, but that's kind of like, "Eh, it's better than that over there. So kudos to me. Right, right.
0: That comparison. So I need
1: you to change it to that. Okay.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> oh, it's a weird because we, I mean, it, we recently talked about cyber stalking. It's kind of a weird, like, is the spirit of someone watching me masturbate right now? Like, you don't want this thought in your head. You don't. But there it is. <laughs> and I put it in your head now.
1: <laughs> I'm, I grew up religious. In my mind, Jesus has always been watching. Oh, gosh. That's, oh. Yeah, that's where I am.
0: Well... Well, um,
1: <laughs> to me, also, that makes it a bigger joke. I was like, you you, you messed up, man. You shouldn't be here. <laughs> Time to
0: give up now. I mean, <laughs> we've tried, but it's over. Yeah.
1: That's and on I you. Think-
0: Stop watching me. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear, and we've been very open about it, that Samantha and I are both people who, at least in my case, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I laugh, but... I, it doesn't dismiss, I'm not dismissing like pain or, or the, the, the true issues that are at the heart of these things, but that's just how I cope. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes people misinterpret that, and especially in my life, I've misinterpreted that as like, she's fine. And that's not to say I'm not fine either, but just, I laugh, but there's pain there.
1: <laughs> and as we've talked about uh, many times when we talked about grief, when we talked about PTSD, when we talked about trauma... That we have to give allowance for everyone to cope the way they can or Mm -hmm. have to. Just monitoring health levels and true like, okay, are you going to damage your relationship here? Are you damaging yourself here? Sure. But outside Mm -hmm. of that, we've got to let people cope as they need to. And that people, again, grieve differently.
0: And that's okay. Yes. Yes. And I think... As I like work through work work through all this, continue to think about all this. Um, it is it is something that is ongoing. And I know we talk about it all the time, but it's it's even if you know the facts, you're like, oh wow, I thought I was okay with this. And then one day you're peeling an egg and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, right. And and also it has given me a new perspective on do I want to heal other relationships in my life that Are are bad and and maybe I don't, but I've like started thinking about it, which I think is a good thing. Um, Even if the ultimate answer is no, Mm -hmm. I think it's good to ask the question. But yeah, these are just a few things that I have on these grief traditions on these dates that I have made important are are important. Um, But yeah, there's a million other tiny instances of connection. Like, my dad was really big into justice and very big into dad jokes. And so am I. And there are other things from him I learned that weren't great that I catch myself doing too. (laughs) But there was plenty that was. And I think that's, it. you know, when you embrace the fullness of somebody and their flaws and then what made them them and those tiny things that you put in the eulogy for your friend, for instance, like that's (laughs) recognizing them as a full person, so... Yeah, that's just something that's been on my mind. And I hope that all of you listeners out there, if you're dealing with some type of grief that you're doing... Doing well and allowing yourself that space. Always feel free to contact us. Our email is Steph Media at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast Podcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom never told you is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.